Blog Talk Radio. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guests today are Amy Goldman and Sean Galloway, who are the co-founders of The Brewery. They founded that in 2015, and I'm going to let them talk about what The Brewery does. Uh, but suffice it to say that it's a fermented tea that they produce, and it's a rather new concept to Kansas City Market. And they're here to talk with us about why they started it and how it's going. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so the brewery, how did you start this business? Um, we had an idea back in um, a year a year and a half ago to start a brewery and um, sourdough bread company mm-hmm. um, to make craft beer. And so we started down that road, and we found pretty early on that there was another fermented drink that was a non-alcoholic drink called kombucha, and we started making that instead of craft beer and selling it at a local farmer's market, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided to um, not make craft beer um, commercially. <laughs> Evidently, the response was uh, great enough for a company. Say that again, kombucha. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. It was, was great enough that you realized you had a good concept on your hands. Right. Yeah. Um, it sold really well at the farmer's market last summer, um, so that's when we decided to... Um, go with our plans to have a kombucha brewery um, and make that commercially and um, manufacture and distribute that mm-hmm. around Kansas City. Well, great. And uh, why, why, let me just back up a minute. Uh, the, in everything I've read about your company, the sourdough bread part uh, really intrigued me because you, know, you have breweries. And so I can see how if you have an interest in beer and so forth, that might be an idea. But where did the sourdough bread come into things? Well, um, sourdough bread is actually fermented mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both just share a um, common interest in fermentation. Okay. Ultimately. And so the, what we loved about the sourdough bread was that um, with a long ferment, it was very easy to digest. Mm-hmm. So people that would complain of uh, gluten intolerance uh, would actually be able to mm-hmm. um, eat the sourdough bread that we make because we had such a long fermentation and it was kind of done a very old world style. Um, and so it was special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, then let's go back to kombucha. Uh, you talked about how you got started with it at the farmer's market and got a good response. You're now bottling it commercially. But what exactly is it? I said that it's fermented tea, but a bigger explanation. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, that's what it is. Um, basically, it starts out as, as sweet tea, mm-hmm. uh, just like like you can make at home. Um, and then over a period of about two weeks, it's fermented with a, a culture of uh, bacteria and yeast um, that eat um, most of the sugar and eat most of the caffeine, and uh, you're left with a, a drink that is totally different from from what you started with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got a lot of good probiotics, uh, vitamin B12, um, like I said, low in caffeine, but 
the cool thing is is the way the, the bacteria and yeast culture work is is the yeast eat the sugar and uh, and produce alcohol. But then that alcohol is then mostly consumed by the bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you end up with a, a, a low, less than half a percent alcohol drink that, that you know, you could walk into a, a grocery store mm-hmm. and buy easily. Yeah, that, you know. that you can define as non-alcoholic. Yes, it's then. a non-alcoholic yeah. beverage, yes. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's so basically that's what it is. Um, the base kombucha is um, tart, earthy, um, almost, some people say almost vinegary, um, but we we take the base kombucha after it's fermented and, and flavor it with with different flavorings mm-hmm. and um, and then sell it that way. We don't sell a an, a, an original or a, a base kombucha um, yet. Um, mm-hmm. We just uh, we think that most of the response has been uh, really positive for different flavors. So. What's what's the cons- not consistency? That's not the right word. But what I guess what is the mouth feel? Of kombucha, I mean, is it is it heavy? Is it? No, it's pretty dry actually. Um, okay. I think it's 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 mm-hmm. not heavy at all, like a like a beer. It's it's more towards the wine side. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's slightly effervescent. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, a little it is bubbly, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, now, how did you how did you come up with? I, I know you talked about you sold it at the farmers market and and all this and that, but uh, where did the idea of kombucha originate? I mean, originally originate. I mean, it's new to Kansas City, but it's not a new drink, is it? No, it's okay. not. It's actually over two thousand years old really? and originated in China. Okay, and so it's been around for a really long time. And what's special about it is that the culture that Sean was talking about, mm-hmm. um, the symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast, is um, often called a SCOBY. That's the acronym for it. Okay. So when this, when you put the SCOBY on the tea to ferment it, it um, eats the sugar and it grows a new SCOBY every time you brew with it. So um, you can easily share that mm-hmm. with a friend, mm-hmm. just like you would a sourdough starter. Okay. And so that's why I think it's survived all this time is because um, you can teach a friend how to make it at home and give them their SCOBY, and then they can keep growing more SCOBYs as they Mm -hmm. brew with it and share it with their friends. Yes, there's a very social aspect to this. Sure. Yeah. 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 Good deal. Now, you mentioned probiotics. Is there a health benefit to this? Yeah, definitely. Um, It's... Like I said, the probiotics um, that are uh, that end up in the drink as part of the fermentation um, mm-hmm. are, are are good for your gut, um, and um, we also um, seem to get you know kind of a good energy boost um, from the, uh, the the B12 that's that's in the drink as well. Um, we've had people tell us um, it's a it's almost works as an appetite suppressant, really. Uh, you know, and, and kind of cuts cravings a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and, and we just um, we have some some loyal customers who drink it, and they they come every week and to the market, and uh, they're they're hooked. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. their bodies have gotten used to drinking it, and they almost crave it. So wow, you mentioned that in addition to the probiotics, you mentioned that you don't sell the base that you flavor. What are some of your flavors? Um, so we have four different flavors that we are um, making commercially and bottling. Um, the first one is an aronia berry. Mm. It's a, a new super berry. Okay. Um, pretty new on the scene. <laughs> it has the highest level of antioxidants of any fruit. Um, it, Higher than blueberries. 
Yes. Wow. And higher than elderberries. Elderberries, mm-hmm. yeah. And pomegranates. It grows on a bush like a blueberry, mm-hmm. and it's indigenous to the Midwest. That and makes it convenient. Yeah, yeah. it does. It um, has a lot of tannins in it, so mm-hmm. it's real dry um, and tart, like a cranberry almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our most popular flavors. And um, then we have a ginger lime, which is um, pretty typical for most kombucha makers to have at least one ginger flavor. It's um, It just complements the kombucha really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, juice our own ginger for that flavor. And um, then we have a citrus hop version that we flavor with uh, citra hops that mm-hmm. you would use to flavor beer. Um, it has kind of a grapefruity flavor. And then we have a spiced flavor that has um, molasses, cinnamon, nutmeg. Yeah, some other typical like pumpkin pie um, spices yeah. almost. Okay. Well, then it, that's a new one. Is it? Well, we we actually um, brewed it initially when we first started um, bottling uh, and and selling it back in April. Um, we you know we quickly got to May and June and and we're like okay people don't want pumpkin pie drinks in right. in the summer <laughs> so we kind of shelved it until we literally just um, bottled some last week that for the first time since then mm-hmm. so um, we're probably gonna tweak that recipe just a little bit and we've got. Some more flavors coming out this mm-hmm. fall, this winter, um, that uh, hopefully will will be pretty popular too. It just takes yep. a little while to get them get them to market, get all the the labels done, and all that stuff. So. Right. Well, that brings me to another question. Just like you mentioned wine earlier, uh, just like winemakers, you know, you have your Chardonnays and you have your Cabernets and and so forth. But different winemakers, e- even from year to year, because of the fruit or or whatever. They um, taste a little bit different. Sure. So is that true with kombucha? kombucha? I always say that kombucha. wrong. Kombucha. Yes. Uh, is that true with kombucha as well? It is. And by the way, most people mispronounce kombucha. So <laughs> I mean, I bad. have it in my head. I'm reading it here, but I still can't seem to get it out right. So, uh, but but that's yeah. So so it's alive, mm-hmm. um, and it is a wild yeast um, and an open fermentation. Mm-hmm then the flavor can change yeah. over time. So that's probably part of the experience then sure. mm-hmm. for for your following. And whenever you um, introduced this, did you have any um, people going, hmm, what is that? I mean, was there an educational aspect to this? And oh, it's, what's the reaction it's, been? It's not just when we introduce it's every, 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 so every time. You know, we do a farmer's market every Saturday, and we have at least two or three people who have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. But but it's great because it's it, it's part of the education process, and it's... Um, some people uh, are like, okay, I'm, I'm, give me some, and some people are like, it's just not for me, you know, and, uh-huh. and that's that's great. I mean, it's at least they, they're um, ambitious enough to try it, and but yeah, it's. We, Lots of times we get, um, oh, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, uh, so is coffee and and, right. uh, and wine and, and wine and, exactly mm-hmm. any anything other than water really is. Now you started bottling this in the spring of 2016, right? Yes. Um, tell us about your your bottling uh, side of things. Do you um, do it yourselves? Do you have a manufacturer who does that? How does that all work? Uh, yeah, we do it ourselves. We, uh-huh. we pretty much do um, every aspect of the business ourselves, from sales and promotion and marketing to 
um, brewing to bottling to distribution, mm-hmm. um, just the two of us right now. <laughs> but we, um, yeah, the bottling side is uh, is pretty simple. Um, we just have a single head counter pressure bottle filler, mm-hmm. and it's not fast, but um, we we've gotten it down to where we, we're in a pretty pretty good production cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to scale up here pretty soon, and we'll have to probably change our our system then, but, yeah. but right now it, it's working for us. Yeah, well, you mentioned marketing, and you guys can't see them. The audience can't see them, but uh, they're wearing their Lucky Elixir T-shirts today. So did you come up with your logo and all that on your own as well? Yeah, we, much. yeah we came up with the base part of it, but we had some help from some family friends to, to tweak it and kind of make it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. A little, bit, a little bit more pro, I guess. <laughs> Where can people find this here in Kansas City? Well, we actually distribute to um, around 30 retail locations now. Uh, a lot of hen houses in Kansas have it. Um, we are in one high bee in Olathe. Grocery stores like the Sundry, Terra mm-hmm. Market, lots of coffee shops. Um, if you go to our website, you can go to the list where where it's sold and find a place near you. And that's the brewery.com, right? Yes. Or just, okay. just, yeah, just brewery. brewery. Just brewery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and you can find, um, I mean, the way it's spelled is just brewery with a K in it. Right. right. Brewery. Yeah, so originally, we, originally we, we had that, we came up with that name as, you know, brewery and bakery. So ah. we combined them. But, I was, was going to ask you right, where so, you got that. But, but then now that we are just strictly kombucha, it almost works, too, because we kind of have the K in the middle. So now the K is for kombucha. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Uh, what, what's next? Where do you go from here? You talked about ramping up a bit, but what's next? More flavors? Uh, yeah, I think just more flavors, um, refining our um, manufacturing process, um, you know, trying to get better at, at each step. And, but really, yeah, more flavors, more volume. Um, trying to manage distribution a little bit better um, mm-hmm. as it comes, you know, as it relates to more production. We have to be able to put it in places, obviously. Yeah. Um, we were looking to um, put it on tap um, in several places. We're, we're mm-hmm. currently on, on tap in two places right now. As um, well as the farmer's market. As well as the farmer's market, Okay. Yeah. So when you say they're on tap, where, where the two places were? Uh, there's, there's a... Um, a, a great little place in North Kansas City called Colony Espresso and Beer, and okay. they uh, they carry one of our flavors right now. Um, so you can just walk in and get a glass. Um, mm-hmm. We're also at um, Woodside. Woodside. I always Tennyson say Health Club. Just up the street. Here. Yeah, yeah, just up the street. Um, and uh, but we also after the market's done, we will uh, have it on tap at uh, Flavor Trade, which is where yes. we where we produce it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, people uh, will be able to come in and, and mm-hmm. buy it there as well. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Flavor Trade. I was actually hoping you'd talk about that during the when you're talking about the bottling. Mm-hmm. What is Flavor Trade? It's a, it's a co-working space in a certain respect. So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about that, too. Right, so Flavor Trade is a shared commercial kitchen mm-hmm. and co-packing mm-hmm. um, company. So they rent out their space to incubators like us, as well as they have lots of clients that come to them that want their food product made there and Mm -hmm. packed there, Mm -hmm. and so they'll do that for them. So we are in there working with, there's a staff at Flavor Trade that works on the co-packing end of it, 
Um, so we're just in there with them um, a couple days a week um, working on our mm-hmm. stuff. Right. No, and it's a great concept. I mean, the brewery itself is a great concept, but the fact that Kansas City has a place like that for small uh, food producers or beverage producers to be able to go without having to invest in all that equipment, I mean, the cost of entry would be so prohibitive if you didn't have um, a, a place like that to go to. Yes, so. definitely. I mean, it, it, for us, it really um, helped us get off the ground without, like you said, having um, a huge expense out, uh, mm-hmm. up front. and. And it allowed us to to, to kind of um, figure out how we could produce it commercially without, you know, wasting a bunch of money. Exactly. Oh, now, talk to us a little bit about um, the the bottles. Are they twelve ounce bottles? Are they eight ounce? What size are they? They they are twelve ounce, essentially clear beer bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, we we went with a couple different. So that was the bottling part of it, or figuring out what the bottle was was. I think the hardest thing really? we, had, we had to do. Yeah. Sourcing the glass bottles was really difficult. Yeah. And why was that? Um, I, you know, most most bottle manufacturers are built, or they they, they cater to larger companies, mm, and mm-hmm. um, so it, it and you know they they want to sell a truckload of bottles instead of just a pallet or two. Yeah. Or even just a couple boxes. Well, and even a pallet is over four thousand bottles. Yeah. So for us, that even seemed like a lot. lot. Yeah. Right. Right. So you finally found somebody, obviously, mm-hmm. and you're well on your way here, it sounds like. What did you guys bring into this business? I mean, it, it sounds like you've had to figure out uh, you know, the recipe, you've had to figure out the process, you've had to figure out the bottling and distribution, marketing. You're doing it all on yourself. What kind of backgrounds did you bring to this? <laughs> um, They're laughing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you say it like that. My, my background actually is mostly in printing. Um, I've been in printing, or I was in printing for a long time, for 20 mm-hmm. years or so. Um, but I also have been um, an avid home brewer of okay. beer. Mm-hmm. And so that knowledge really helped, um, you know, when we're, like, when we're building the recipes and when we're actually um, producing it and kegging it and bottling it and, you know, working with CO2 and, and different types of... Um, flavoring methods it kind of that helped a lot mm-hmm. um so that's probably me yeah, you can yeah amy how yeah. about you um so i've done a little bit of everything um <laughs> which uh, has come in handy here trades, yeah. right um we kind of uh, teach ourselves as we go um mm-hmm. but um i had worked in the food industry as a caterer before okay. so i definitely am very interested in food and recipes and tweaking those um I also worked as a paralegal. Um, I've had some experience in marketing. That's u- what I tend to do in the business is mm-hmm. more on the sales and marketing side, and Sean's more on the production mm-hmm. management side. Okay, so you complement each other very well there, it sounds like. And uh, if anybody uh, it wants to try some of this, obviously it's the fall. You always have the spring set of markets, and then in the fall you've got a whole other round of uh, cities and so forth, putting on these farmers markets. Where what do you have coming up where people might see you? Um, well, actually, this weekend we'll be at the Lost Township Festival uh, in Raytown. Mm-hmm. That's put on by Crane Brewing Company. Um, we'll have a couple. We'll have a, a chai tea flavor there that we haven't bottled. But uh, apart from that, and apart from our retail locations, after the market's over, 
Um, like I said, Flavor Trade would be a, a place to come fill okay. growlers. Where's that located? Uh, 30th and Truce. 30th and Truce. So uh, you can fill the growlers. You have growlers? Too. Yes. Yeah, That's we have great. growlers, yes. Um, 32-ounce growlers. Uh, and we'll probably have at least three flavors in rotation at Flavor Trade at all times. Yeah. All right. And any special hours that, that you need to stop by? Uh, is it 9 to 3, I believe? Monday through Friday. Monday through yeah. Friday, 9 to 3. Yeah. Get your growler filled. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your website again? It's brewery, B-R-E-W-K-E-R-Y dot com. All right. So uh, make sure you go out, brewery.com, uh, stop by Flavor Trade, 9 to 3, uh, Monday through Friday during the week if you'd like your growler filled, and then check out some of the farmer's markets that are going to be around the area this fall, and you might run into them. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Best of luck. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.